You're listening to episode two of The Impulse Project, music from the demo scene and the tracking community. Right, and welcome to the second episode of The Impulse Project, featuring music from the demo scene and the tracking community. I'm Brian, and today hosting the show alongside me is Ed. Hi guys, I'm Ed from Pixel Tunes Radio, and Brian, I'm really glad to be here today. Yeah, we've been kind of playing like tag back and forth and talking about doing this this show and this, uh, this podcast together, and it's something that... You know, I'm very passionate about this kind of music, and you know, we're, we started trading music back and forth over the, like the last month or two, and it's just kind of getting out of control because you know, every other day I'm getting a text from me it's like, oh, you got to check this out, and it's just it's been a lot of fun. So uh, I'm really glad that you're joining in today, dude. Yeah, I haven't had too much experience with a lot of this 
music, but uh, you know, I was kind of into it back in the day. Like I knew what the Amiga was, and I kind of knew, right. like I knew what demo scene stuff was. But mainly, I was like into like the SNES demo scene stuff because I had an old SNES copier back in the day. So I was kind of you know familiar with the concept of people making homebrew music for computers and consoles. But I had no idea that the demo scene was this big. So I'm swimming my way through a treasure trove, and I hope I picked a couple of good ones today. Well, yeah, no, the the stuff you picked is excellent, and you know it's funny because. Even you know, even for me, like I've been kind of growing with this for for years, but th- there's just so much you can't keep up with it. And doing a show like this is fun because we can kind of unearth some of these these little hidden tunes that you know a lot of people may not have heard, or something that uh, you know just all of a sudden catches your ear. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. The track that brought us in was called Toilet Story Four. It's a that's an awesome title and uh, it's a, it's a cool track. It's really bouncy. It gave me kind of like a Euro techno vibe. It was super duper bouncy. I just imagine like people jumping up and down on the dance floor with the strobe lights all over the place. It was it had that kind of like really happy rainbow taking too many pills kind of feel to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. When I first heard it, I I don't you know it's actually a recent find for me. It's not something that uh, I've known about and so like I was listening to music I think in the car and this came on I was like oh man this is so catchy and then the rest of the night I was kind of humming that that tune to myself and I was like oh okay this this should be on the second show I think that'd be good and it kind of fits along with some of your picks I think too it's kind of got that um it's a more modern chip tune it's uh I don't know I guess it kind of embodies a lot of that new age style of of uh techno and chip tune Ness, I guess. Yeah, and it's got kind of a modern aesthetic to it, as well as kind of like hearkening back with the with a lot of the arpeggios and those kind of synth hits that pop in every once in a while. So you get that kind of mixture of like newer modern melodies with the older style sounds, and it's just really cool. Right. Some of the samples sound like they're clipping a little bit. It's a little crunchy, but they they aren't. It's just kind of like this harsh sample. And um, if you look at the samples, it looks like most of them are kind of hand-drawn. I was kind of just looking through the the XM file, and I was looking at the individual samples. And, you know, some of them are, there's a lot of, like, you know, square waves and and sawtooths and stuff. But uh, they look really hand-drawn, and I think that's pretty cool. It makes this track kind of unique. And I think a lot of the the artists that were able to kind of do their own samples really were the ones that uh, put a lot of thought behind uh, the the composition absolutely just like the guys in the in the you know the video game console scene when they were you know making their own sound drivers it's the guys that do that stuff that really know the ins and outs of the system and how to get the most out of the sound that they want to produce so this file itself this is an xm file and it's titled toilet 4 xm it's a 119k file and inside the internal text it says toilet story 4 wet sex on floor the best kind (laughs) yeah the best kind so it's (laughs) it's a 16 channel uh it's a 16 channel xm file composed by Ghidorah and uh he's a Swedish composer and this was for the demo group Razor uh 1911 it looks like this track specifically came out in 2002 so now is this is this title like a take on Toy Story is that where we're going with this see that that's what that's what I thought I kept thinking Toy Story I keep saying Toy Story in my head yeah. and uh I guess that's what it's from but he has so I, I was looking and he actually has a series of these Toilet Story uh chiptunes and there's there's six I, I think um I'll have to upload them for you so you can check it out but yeah there's six there's six of these uh Toilet Story um, tracks and maybe we should do an episode on Toilet Story. That'd be awesome. I wonder yeah. if they all kind of tell a story if you like listen to them all in a row. Yeah, you read the, read the internal text and like listen to them all in a row, and it's kind of like the you know what is it, um, Dark Side of the Rainbow. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Maybe it goes along with. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, no, it's a pretty cool track, but uh, you got something next for us. So what do you got? Uh, we are gonna do. Let's see, Spiral Dream. Excellent. And this one is kind of an awesome track. It's from uh, Leviathan, and let's get right into it. <laughs> Spiral 
All right, welcome back. That was Spiral Dream from Leviathan, and I love that track. It's a 14 channel, 538 kilobyte file, and uh, it's just a techno masterpiece in my opinion. Oh yeah, totally. That's huge, 538k. Man, uh, I was looking through the samples as it was playing, and some of those samples are massive. I couldn't believe it. Like they would trail out for like, like five seconds even it was it was pretty crazy yeah in the notes he said he he gets um a lot of his samples from chuck biscuits and i from what i understand he's like one of the major sample producers in in the mod file scene so a lot of them must be from him yeah now he was part of um a few demo groups i think but this was released for cosmic and cosmic is a um it's cosmic free music foundation that's the name of the group and it's short abbreviated kfmf it's composed, I think it started in the early 90s, but it's composed of a lot of American chiptune artists and um, like Canadian chiptune artists and Australians as well. I found it kind of interesting because we don't see a whole lot of chiptune artists from the US, especially in the 90s. That was kind of not so common, but yeah. he did a great job. I mean, this is an excellent track. There's a lot going on and uh, just kind of blew my eardrums out it's awesome yeah i like how he uses kind of like an lfl like a low frequency oscillation sound almost like he's twisting knobs even though it's all sample based right, it really right. kind of gives that fruity loop style music <laughs> to it when it's when it's just all samples yeah and that breakdown was wild and then that's when that oscillation hits up oh it's so good i yeah. was really digging it now it's funny because like in the beginning of the track he's like he's already established this beat and then it comes in with like i think around like the ninth pattern or the eighth pattern with uh, that piano, and I think it was, I don't know, it was just well thought out, really, I don't know, he like established that rhythm first, and it was really cool. Yeah, that's just like a straight up house style piano line, and it yeah. just matches so well with all those lower frequency synths underneath it. Yeah, no, it's, it was a really cool track. Any, any other information you got on this? Well, I actually, I found out about this track through um, a video game, and it's it's called Candy Crisis, <laughs> and it's a, it's a freeware game. You can go to candycrisis.soundforge.com, and it's like, um, it's basically a, a Poyo Poyo clone. No kidding. And uh, so you can download it, and it's got this track and a whole bunch of other really good mod tracks, like as the soundtrack for the game, and it's been out for ages, but you can still get it and 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 download it and play it for free for as long as that's you want right, that's so right it's really really cool i remember you telling me about that like uh i still haven't checked it out yet though. i had <laughs> to go back and check it out but no it's a really cool um a really cool track and it's kind of like i i'd never heard of this and so that's definitely cool to bring to bring new stuff to the table in fact all the music i think today is uh relatively new stuff stuff that i haven't heard before so it's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna hear a lot of cool stuff we got a few tracks left too so the next track that we're going to play is a track called Jump With Me, and uh, this is a 42K XM file, and I think you guys are going to like it. Let's jump. Let's jump.
heard Jump With Me, composed by Zalsa, and this is a 10 channel XM file at 42K. Totally bubbly and poppy and just a really fun track. I was jumping with it the whole time. Yeah, no, I, I love this track. I, you know, this is another one of those tracks that I found recently and I came across it and I was just, wow, this is like super happy. I was in my car and I was like, man, like if anybody saw me right now listening to this, maybe uh, it wouldn't look as cool as it was in my head, but <laughs> I felt cool anyway. It was, it's, a, it's a rad track. This is one of those tracks where if you're stuck in traffic, you throw this on and you immediately don't care that you're stuck in traffic anymore. You don't care anymore. It's funny because you're just happy. <laughs> All the all the melody in this track it takes place like in channels three, four, and five, and uh, six. Channel six has like the kick drum and the snare, but everything else in this track, all the other channels, are just like really small touches and accents that he's throwing in there. And I, I thought it was I thought it was a, a great track, and all the the parts just come together so nice. It's it's a lot of fun. That's cool. It's almost like he does like a skeletal outline, and then just kind of like finishes off the finesse parts with with separate tracks that's cool yeah there's even one channel that's like really really soft and it's just like an echo that pans all the way to the right speaker and it's not something that i really even could make out and then like i soloed that channel out specifically and i was like oh man that, that's like that's clever that's not something that i think a lot of people would even hear but it's the mark of a true professional yeah and, and other kind of little interesting tidbit is that when i was watching it through the tracker it's funny because like every other tick the song speed changes so it starts at speed five and then it goes to six and five and six and five and six all the way through the whole song and I, I don't know how it would play if it were a straight speed like you know just at six the whole time or just at five the whole time but there's something going on with that rhythm that he's doing and i think that that's i don't know like that's beyond me i can't figure it out yeah it would probably sound maybe a little more robotic if he kept it all at one tempo right you know like with swing music it's always like the first and second beat are like closer together and then the third and fourth are farther apart so it's kind of like it gives you that cadence exactly and i think this this song like we were talking about what we were listening to it like there's a there's a video game composer named Alberto Jose Gonzalez and it does a lot of Game Boy tracks that sound very much like this and it is very bouncy and happy as soon as you said Gonzalez I was like uh, totally yeah and you heard a little bit of Barry Leach in there too right yeah so there's like these scales that that are on um, they're on like channel 7 or something like that and they're very very faint but you can you can make them out if you're just listening straight to this this track but um, you can you can definitely hear those those Barry Leach very classic scales that are you know very Lotus and and um, Top Gear and stuff like that. It's very very predominant. It's funny how these guys would influence each other. You know that they, they throw that influence back and forth to each other as they write new songs. And a lot of these guys were so prolific that you know they would the, the songs that they wrote would influence other people. Oh yeah. And then those people would be influenced by them and write their own tracks. And then the originators of the influence would be influenced in turn by the people that wrote those. <laughs> it's like crazy. Yeah. And you know it's funny because like. A lot of them would share samples too, or they would rip samples off of each other. I mean, even like uh, Barry Leach was saying that you know he he steals samples from all these other groups all the time, and then they steal stuff right and turn back from him, you yep. know. And it's just like this cycle of of, of music. It's actually pretty cool. It's a, a cool kind of tidbit of the the demo scene and the video game music scene, and you know all these composers are kind of just playing off each other. I think that's pretty cool. And it's also kind of fun looking at those notes that they pack inside of the mod files because you'll see like, you know, screw you guys for stealing my samples or, you know, <laughs> right. you used the sample better than I did, so here I am using it better than you this time. And yeah. it's, it's really there's, funny seeing them kind of banter back and forth. Yeah, there's a lot of competition. I think a lot of that too went for 
um, was aimed at other groups because, you know, they would kind of, like you said, like rip each other off and, you know, try to one up each other all the time. Now, Zalsa, the composer of this track, he is a Swedish chiptin musician that started off in 1997 and he's part of the demo group Titan. And he's also released stuff for other scene groups like Razor, 1911, Tequila, and The Rebels. But what I found out about him, which is pretty cool, is I wasn't sure if he was still doing stuff or not, but I looked online and he has a website. I think it's um, Zalsa Music or something like that. I'll have to post a link in the in the notes when I when I actually remember it. But um, he has these these compilations that he's made called like Zalsa versus the world. And it's a compilation of him versus a bunch of other demo scene group artists that, you know, they get together and they, I guess they co-compose a track. And so he's done it with like 40 different people. It's, it's pretty amazing. You can find it on Bandcamp. I think SoundCloud has it too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool stuff. Sounds like Zalsa is another guy that deserves his own show. Yeah, I think we might have to do uh, some feature stuff on that as well. Anyways, so Ed, the show is kind of short today because I think we're just still kind of getting our bearings, but um, anything else? Well, we've got one more track left. We do. And it's called Unreal Superhero 3. That's Unreal with three E's for some reason. Uh, Which is why we couldn't find it. Exactly. So (laughs) this one's by Rez and Kenneth, or Kenei. Uh, if they're French, I guess, so it's Kenei. Yeah. And uh, this one's super amazing, so check it out. back that was unreal superhero 3 from rez and kne and that was only a 34 kilobyte track for that amazing sound yeah what a wild track i think most of those samples were um just like sawtooth waves i think that was it i mean it was 
really cool, really well done. At 34K too, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and they did a lot with those 10 channels too in that 34K, so they weren't using very many sounds to begin with. Yeah, no, so is there an Unreal Superhero 2 or 1? Well, there is an Unreal Superhero 2 that I know of, and there must be a 1 somewhere, but I haven't been able to find 1. But I could find 2, but there's not, there's only 1E in Unreal Superhero 2. Yeah, so this is a pretty cool track because this is something that you you actually sent me as a mp3 you're like oh man i found this really cool like key gen and uh you sent this over and we were listening to it and you're like man i can't find the original and we happened to track it down and the reason is because it has the three e's in there we had no idea where this was and uh i'm glad we did because man it sounds so good it's so yeah. clean so there's a little bit of a easter egg in this track you know the movie The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly? Right. Although it was composed by Ennio Marconi, okay. and he did a lot of the spaghetti westerns. Right. And there's a track on that soundtrack called The Ecstasy of Gold, and so that main melody, it's like much, much, much slower and like kind of whistled and very smooth, but this this track kind of takes that melody and turns it into a chiptune oh, wow. track. Like if you listen to The Ecstasy of Gold without knowing that, this was, that they were based off each other, you wouldn't really probably understand or, or like get the similarity between the two right right but if somebody told you like the two tracks were similar to each other you'd be like oh yeah i totally hear it now so you got to go back and oh man listen I, to that I'm track gonna have to go listen. you're gonna have to send that to me later that's that sounds pretty cool yeah you know and i think i think that goes for a lot of like chiptune artists too they you hear all this music subconsciously not even directly trying to rip something off and you hear it and it kind of sticks in your head and when you're writing something out you know, it may just be like, oh, this melody is coming organically to me, but really kind of deep down buried into your into your brain somewhere, there's that, that you know, that movie soundtrack or, you know, like a video game score. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really wild track, though. This is uh, 10 channels? Jeez. Yeah. No, I, and I actually discovered this through uh, the KeyGen. It was a KeyGen put out by Digital Insanity. And it right. was like it cracked a whole bunch of like, you know, Sony Vegas and SoundForge products and stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I only maybe used it once when I was like a teenager or something like that. But I always kept the file because I just I would just open up the key gen and just listen to the track because I, it was more useful for that than it was for anything else. Right. Once the, uh, you know, the applications became obsolete. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just I'm glad we were able to do the research and actually find the real file that that song came from. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. You know, it's funny because it's funny that you say that about key gens because I would download a ton of key gens just to listen to the the music and the demos and oh, totally. see everything and it was you know it was for software that was ridiculous like stuff i would never use i'm you know a 12 year old and i'm downloading stuff for like banking software like i didn't corel office or yeah, whatever yeah like i didn't really care like what it did i just wanted to hear the demos and so it's really cool that it stuck with you there's a few that we're going to hear you know in future episodes that uh, that have made the same kind of path for me so it's definitely cool to to be able to go back and listen to that stuff again especially you know there wasn't a lot of applications that were designed to extract the music from these files unless it was just, you know, a file that was sitting along in, you know, a, a zip folder or something or a zip file contained. But um, it's really cool that we can go back and be able to uh, to listen to this stuff now. And, you know, online, a lot of people are posting, you know, old key gens and all this stuff. And it's kind of making it a little bit easier to find versus, you know, in the 90s where it was like, if you didn't download it right away, you might not find it again. Yeah. And, and trying to find this track or at least some information behind this track. I actually ran across a few websites that were just dedicated to posting key gens and or the, the extracted music from key gens. Right. And not a single one had this stupid song in it. <laughs> it drove me crazy. So do you know anything about this this artist? No, they, 
he's got quite a few um, tracks that I could find. There's like 64 tracks on modarchive.org. Yeah. So he's pretty prolific, and it, it looks like he did a couple of like homebrew game soundtracks, but yeah. you know nothing that I could find any real good details on. So I had never heard this track before, but I have a whole folder, uh, you, know, you know, on my hard drive that has, you know, it's all music by Rez, and I just hadn't heard this track. And it's funny because we, you know, we're sharing this Dropbox folder and we're we're sharing our mod files, and you're like, dude, you already had that. <laughs> or you know, it's like I, I I had no idea you know I, you know I wasn't gonna assume that it had you know extra ease in there and it was I didn't even know the name of the track to be honest so of course it was kind of kind of cool to look it up but um Rez is a French chiptune composer and he started in 1993 and he's he's still active over at um, Razor 1911 that's pretty cool because you know Razor is a group that kind of started around 85 by a few guys in Norway. You mean not and 1911? They haven't been around for like 200 <laughs> years? Well, 1911 is kind of interesting because in hex, in hexadecimal, that actually is 777. Ah. So it was kind of a little play on that. I, they had an older name, but I can't remember it offhand. It was like 20-something. I'm, I'm forgetting. But and it was it was three guys in Norway that started this, this group, Razor, and... They were doing a bunch of stuff for like diskettes and um, different software like Amiga. This is even MS-DOS. Um, I think they did Spectrum stuff too. But when the ISOs got really like big and, and people started, you know, really moving towards CD-ROMs, they kind of went on the back burner. I mean, I didn't really hear about them so much after that. And then, you know, a few years later, they kind of made a return to the scene. And they're still releasing stuff today. Like you can find, you know, released recent key gens and demos by by this group and rez is still an active member and he's a coder as well yeah i uh, i pop on usenet all the time and i see their name pop up all over the place for a whole bunch of releases yeah. pretty cool group and they have a, a lot of uh, really cool ascii art if you look at some of their their old stuff it's it i think that's one of the things that influenced me big time for for music and ascii art is the stuff that they released because they put it in such a a really defined package like Everything was so clean, and they their their coding style was so like complex, but just amazing. It was a vi- visual like experience, and I think the the group is 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 pretty badass. And having them stick around today and still be active in the scene is is really cool. Yeah, that's totally awesome. Anyways, so that kind of concludes the show. Like shorter episode again. We're still kind of getting our bearings, so um, trying to figure out what works. We might have to add more, more music down the road. I think four might not be enough. I'm not going to complain about that. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to know more about the show, you can find us online at impulseproject.info and we're on Twitter at impulsecast. Ed, you got any plugs? Yeah, well, you can check out my other uh, full-time podcast, Pixel Tunes Radio. Uh, we are at www.pixeltunesradio.com. Check out our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash pixeltunesradio. Find us on Twitter at pixeltunesradio. Super old classics all the way up to modern day stuff. We play music from them, talk about them. You know, we hang out with composers sometimes. It's it's a good time. So good times. we do that every other Wednesday. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, we, we have we both have video game music podcasts that we do, but me and you actually became really good friends through our shows. And, you know, even though they're they're completely separate shows, like you know, we have a high appreciation for each other and we, we like a lot of the same stuff. So it's it's a lot of fun to be able to, to chat with you about our video game music and now we're we're kind of really dedicated to this uh, this new this new project. It's it's a lot of fun. Likewise, it's a it's a it's a work it's a working relationship based on respect. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for listening and look out for the next episode. Hopefully it'll be a little more coherent and uh, Ed'll 
slap me around a little bit more. Slap, slap. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much for having me on, Brian. You're going to be on a lot more, so. I hope so. Just get used to it. 